And by the way, I am so excited to be here. It is good. Even my soul agrees, it is really good. To be in the house of the Lord. To be back at home. To see my fellow laborers in the gospel of Jesus. To see my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. To see the fellow heirs of the salvation and the life of God. To see the same ones that I have faith with in Christ. It is a wonderful and it is a joyful thing. Greetings are in order, everyone. Acknowledging the leadership of uh, Cosmos City Church. And, uh, you know, all the leaders, all the workers. And everyone that is in the house this morning. It's, it's good to be in the conference for Easter. You know? And, and today, uh, I want to talk about what I feel is next to my heart. It's so, so, so much in my heart. The subject of the message this morning, it is his death, our jubilee. And uh, uh, what is jubilee? Jubilee is not just a fancy word. Jubilee is not just a nice word. It's not only a theological word that it is there written in the Bible. But Jubilee has got a significant meaning which I believe it is even relevant for us to be speaking about Jubilee this day in the Easter conference in the moment where we are commemorating the Passover of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. amen. In the Old Testament, we realize that after 50 years, God had put a system in this world for his people that when the 50 years clock passes, there is a year that is actually, you know, taken to be different from the other years. When it hits 50, something happens in the world. And it was ordained by God. It is not the idea of the devil. It is not the idea of man. It was not the idea of the, 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 the men and the women of God in the past. But it was the idea of God. It has been mentioned that many things in the Old Testament were things. In the year of Jubilee, people who were bound, people who were slaves, were to be released. In the year of Jubilee, people who were owing People who were so much in debt, their debts were cancelled. 
In the year of Jubilee, people who lost uh, properties, who lost houses, when the year of Jubilee had come, it was a celebration because their properties were coming back. They were going to look for the rightful owner of the property. If the owner is no longer there, someone closer to that person was gonna to, was gonna inherit back what has been lost. According to the word of God, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 25, a, a loud trumpet was supposed to sound in order to proclaim the year of Jubilee. There was supposed to be a sound in the atmosphere. The Bible says in the whole country or in the whole nation everybody was supposed to hear the sound. The, 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 the priest was supposed to be blowing a ram's horn making a loud noise to proclaim the year of Jubilee. So if the trumpet had not sounded, it would mean that Jubilee is not yet activated. But Jesus Christ blew also the trumpet when he was here. He was not so quiet Yes, he was the Lamb of God. But also he was the Lion of the tribe of Judah. One of the characters or the, 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 personal, or the characteristics of a Lion is that the Lion is the king of the jungle. When the Lion roars, it makes a sound. And every other animal they know what is the meaning of that noise. It is a formidable noise. It is a noise of authority. And after Jesus Christ resurrected, uh, we know this that by, he, uh, by his disciples, he gave them even the task of announcing, continuing to announce the year of Jubilee. We know this by the scriptures. We are not in the generation of apostles. We are no longer in the we are not in the generation of John, Peter, Matthew, Pierre, uh, you know, Bartholomew, and others of the apostles of Jesus. We are the generations of the we have the generation of the Bible. We are the generation of the word of God. So in the word of God, we read something interesting in the book of Luke chapter 4. The book of Luke chapter 4, it is the book that Jesus Christ once stood in the temple in a gathering such as this. But there was something that was taught around that time. The believers or the followers of God around that time 
They were so used to specific type of teachings. They were so used to a specific way of, of worshipping God. But you see, you may be used to some conditions in life. It might be conditions that are not giving God the glory. It might be the conditions that are oppressive. It might be the, the conditions that are stealing away what is yours. But when Jubilee is announced, you need to get what is rightfully yours. So Jesus came to give people what is rightfully theirs. In the book of Luke chapter 4, uh, chapter, uh, verse, uh, verse 18 and 19, 18 and 19. I know in my slide I have written something Colossians. It's not. But Luke chapter 4. Luke. It says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. To proclaim the liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim acceptable year of the Lord. He began to say to them, today this scripture it is fulfilled in your hearing. You know, Jesus Christ comes and he says, today, I don't care what you were used to. I don't care what is the doctrine that is within you. But I want to announce to you today, this is in the scripture. He pays to look for this scripture in the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. And he read these words. And after he read them, after he says this today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. It is important for us to hear the word of God even today. Because if we don't hear the word of God, we are going to remain in the old conditions. Even though there is something that God said, it, there must be a change for us. The poor had to hear the gospel. Jesus says he has to preach it. Preaching is to make noise about something good. To make noise about the good news. And what is the good news to the poor? We will come, at, we will come on that. And what is the good news to those who are, who are held captives? We will come, we will come on there too. And what is the good news to the blind person? The blind person needs to know that being blind is not the condition forever. They are to see. After Jesus resurrected, through his disciples, he came to announce. A year of never-ending jubilee. Jubilee in the past was only for one year. 
After that, the next 49 years, people will be back to the old conditions. People will be drowned by death again. People are going to come into conditions that are so hard to the point of selling themselves to be slaves. Even though they are Hebrews, they are not supposed to be slaves of any fellow Hebrew, but they are going to sell their rights, their times, and their lives. And serve for 49 years in order for them to make a living. But the word of God says to us in Mark chapter 16 verse 15 and he said to them go into the world preach the gospel to every creature. I don't care whether the creature is a human being or whether it's an object or whether it's a mountain or whether it's a tree. Jesus spoke to trees. Jesus says we can speak to the mountains. Jesus said we can command the conditions. Jesus said we can speak the good news. Even to our health. We can speak the good news. Even to our finances. We can preach to our lives. We can preach to fellow citizens of our country. You know, there's something bad about ignorance. Ignorance can be very costly in your life. Ignorance means if you don't know something, or you're not paying attention to something, you might suffer consequences in life. You're not to live in ignorance of God's truth. You will remain in bondage and suffer the same things that the unbelievers are suffering. And pray and do things in the way that the world is doing, not in the line of the word of God. But the word of God says in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32 and verse 36. Jesus speaking these words. And you, <laughs> he's talking about me, eh? And he was addressing the apostles. <laughs> and in the same way, he's addressing us. In the same way, he's addressing you. You shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Oh, yes. You will know the truth. And the truth will give you jubilee. Therefore, if the sun make you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall have the proper freedom. You shall have the good freedom. The Bible speaks about good success to Joshua. It says you shall have a good success. The Bible talks about a good man lives an inheritance to his children's children. There is a good and a proper liberty. 
Freedom from the word of God. If you ignore the word of God, we are going to miss on the benefits of the kingdom of God. The key is personal revelation of what God says. The word of God cannot be Bluetoothed to somebody else. The word of God cannot be wired to somebody else. There is no e-wallet of the word of God. A believer needs to take a moment and see the treasures that are hidden. The Bible in the Old Testament it talks about the treasures of darkness. So there are things that were hidden that are, are, are already exposed and revealed in the word of God for us. In the New Testament, the Bible is talk, she's talking about the blessings. The blessings that have already come. The blessings that are already existing. The blessings that are already conveyed and given to us. So says the word of God in the book of Ephesians. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It is my duty and your duty to discover these blessings for ourselves. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 1, amplified version of the Bible, it says, in this freedom, in this jubilee, that Christ has made us free, and completely liberated us. There is no nothing that is still remaining. We are so completely set free. Stand fair fast then and do not be hampered and held in snared and submit again to the yoke of slavery which you once put off. So Paul here simply tells us there is a responsibility to the believer. Even though God has announced the jubilee, the believer has to watch. The believer has to labor and fight to maintain freedom. Because it is possible that even though you are free but you live in bondage it is possible that even though God said you are healed but you can live in conditions of sickness it is possible that even God says you are found but you can live in the state of being lost you can live in the state of being confused. Guard your freedom. Protect your freedom. Fight for your freedom. Keep on refreshing yourself about what God is saying about your freedom. I want to announce to us, friends, this morning through Jesus' death, we have the freedom. We have liberty. Freedom is ours.
It has been purchased for us. Jesus did not die for nothing. The blood of Jesus was not shed for nothing. Jesus buying and purchasing us was not in vain. It is the plan of God, friends. It is the will of God for me and you. It is the will of God for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout. Jubilee. Jubilee honor. The first thing it means, our jubilee, simply means that we are free from Satan. We are free from the devil. We are free from diabolos. We are free from the world system of the enemy. We are no longer part of the enemy's camp. We are no longer belonging to the oppression of the enemy. We are, no longer, uh, we are no longer owned and oppressed by demons. We don't take our direction from the devil. We are no longer under the devil. But we are over him by Jesus Christ. Jesus came to announce that you, 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 I gave you power to work upon even all the power of the enemy. You are above the devil. Don't be scared of him. Don't be afraid of the devil. We have power over the devil. The book of Colossians chapter 2. It tells us about a wonderful story. It says, it paints a picture of how Jesus overcame. That Jesus doesn't do things in the secret. He does things publicly. Jesus Christ hang publicly. Everybody saw the shame of Jesus. Nakedness on the cross. So that me and you should not have a shame anymore. Adam and Eve were in shame after the fall. But me and you should no longer be under the shame. Jesus disarmed the principalities. He took all the armors away from the principalities. Jesus made a public spectacle of them. The picture of Mordecai uh, Haman had to display the inauguration and the promotion of Mordecai. Haman was the enemy of Mordecai. Haman wanted Mordecai to be dead. Haman prepared even the gallons for Mordecai to hang on the gallons. Haman also prepared a feast of celebration for his inauguration. But things they turned around. Because what the enemy has turned for evil for you, God turns them up for something good. For it does not matter what we are going through. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Not that we shall be. 
but we are already conquerors. We're standing as the victors through him who loved us. He triumphed over them in the cross by his death. So Jesus defeated the devil. Jesus defeated the principalities of the devil. All the cabinet of the devil has got no power and no right anymore in our lives. And it goes on to say in chapter 1 verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of, of darkness and conveyed us or translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Me and you belong to the kingdom of God. Me and you belong to the kingdom of the father. We are the kingdom citizens. We are, the, we are the people of the kingdom. Our kingdom is not there coming. It's not there somewhere. But the kingdom is within us. We carry the kingdom wherever we are. We carry the kingdom in our marriages. We carry the kingdom in our workplaces. We carry the kingdom in our jobs. We carry the kingdom in our businesses. We carry the kingdom in every sphere of our lives. We are the kingdom people. The kingdom of God, the rule of God, the government of God. Having been governed by the constitution of heaven. Jesus makes a show off. He says even the world will know that you are my disciple. When you laugh because of God is love and he poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit so that we can be so much love to the point that God, uh, the world sees and they know that we are his. Because we have something of the nature of God. Love is the nature of God. Love is the nature of the Father. And it is our nature. It is our life. It is our lifestyle. We should continue to make noise about it. We are not praying for love anymore. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. And where is the Spirit of God? In the inside of us. The Bible says you shall receive power. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will have his fruits and you will have his love. The second thing that Jubilee is for us, the Jubilee of the Lord has made us free from sin. We are no longer under the, the rulership of sin. We are no longer subject to sin. Sin is not the nature of God. It is the nature of the devil. It is no longer our nature anymore. It is the nature of anyone that is not in Christ. Whether they are presidents, whether they are educated or not educated, qualified or not qualified, rich or poor, 
are knowledgeable or not knowledgeable whether they are celebrities or they are not celebrities but if they are not in Christ Jesus they are sinners first John put it that way very strongly that anyone that sins is of the devil but anyone that does not sin they are of God we are sin we were sinners by nature we were sinners by birth we did not have to act any sin to become sinners we were acting that way because it was our nature in the first Adam but in Jubilee we were translated to be part of the last Adam last, last, last Adam who knew no sin who had no sin and he conquered sin for us you know what Jesus Christ <laughs> according to the word of God in the book of Luke chapter 24 uh, 24 it says uh, verse, verse 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached yeah. in his name to all nations, yeah. beginning at Jerusalem yeah. into all the world. Yeah. Repentance and the remission of sins. And it goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, and he adds, there are sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. If God says he will remember no more, he will remember no more. Now where there is remission of this, there is no longer offering for sin. Sin offering is an Old Testament thing. Jesus became sin offering for us. And he paid for each and everyone's sin. Jesus paid it all. The Bible says, Jesus did, we know when we get born again, we understand that God forgives us our sins. The prayer of giving ourselves to Christ, we say, forgive my sins. And Jesus did not only forgive our sins, but he remitted them. He blotted them away. You see, when we are forgiven, the Bible says we should forgive those who sin against us. But you know what? When, when, when you forgive somebody, you know their record. Their record is there somewhere. You know it. You know what they did. But you forgave them. But there's something much more higher. Something that is called remission. Jesus removed the record. Jesus wiped the whole books of your records. Your sin is sin nowhere anymore. Your crime, you know when you were once arrested in this country. Even though you will be out at some point. Whether through parole because of they forgave you. But your criminal record will remain. But in Jesus Christ, in the year of Jubilee, all sin is removed. Sin shall not be my master anymore. But righteousness is my master, my nature. 
my life. Jesus gave us the gift of righteousness. Guard your life. Unless you find yourself entangled in the life of sin again. Our jubilee. The third thing is that. In our jubilee. We are free from the curse of the law. Curse of the law. We are no longer under the curse. Because you know Jesus came to fulfill his word. He came to fulfill the law. Jesus knew this, uh, this, this law. Even though he was crucified like a criminal, even though he knew he's, he's God and he came as a man and he's got no sin, he's not a criminal. But he was treated like a criminal and given the penalty of criminals. And died like a criminal. To the point of other criminals like Barabbas were released in state in comparison of releasing Jesus because he was a righteous man. But he knew this law. The word of God says in the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because he became a curse for us. Jesus knew the scripture. And he came to act the scripture to fulfill it. Because in the scripture it was written that cursed is anyone who hangs on, uh, on the tree. He had to be hung on the wooden cross to become a curse, to take all our curses, to break all generational curses, to break any curse that human beings were operating under. Today we are no longer curse conscious. But we are blessing conscious. The curse is broken. The curse of the law is broken. The curses of the people of witchcraft are broken. The curses of devil worship are broken. The curses of the fallen nature are broken. We are free from the curses. So the fourth thing, which is part of the curse, by the way, we are free from sickness. Jesus became a curse. The word of God in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says, he who himself bore our sins on his own body on the tree, that uh, we having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. If we go into the word of God, we realize that there is a healing that is proclaimed, that is purchased for us. Jesus declared it. Jesus was healing everyone that is sick. Including the one that was not sure, so sure if it's the will of God, the will of Jesus for them to be, to be healed. This leper come to Jesus and he says, Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And no doubt Jesus says, I am willing. Be cleansed. Our healing is available. 
We might have prayed about it. We might have gone through medical assistance in order to fight it. But one thing we know, sickness is not the will of God for humankind. I know that there are believers who believe that their sickness is the will of God for them. But yet on the other side, they are doing something contrary. They are going for medicine to fight the very will that they are convinced it is the will of God in order to get healed against this will. So that shows us that it is not true. The will of God is for us to be healed. It does not matter how long it takes. Our attitude is to search for it. Is to want it. Even though we went to crusades, we went to the men of God, we prayed about it, they prayed for us, we did not get healed. But our hope and our wholeness, our lives is to hold on to this, that the Lord purchased, and I need to be healed. It is our duty. Maybe for you is to be convinced so much about the scripture. You need the scripture of healing for yourself. You don't need the faith of a preacher. You don't need the revelation of a preacher about that. You need to dig deep until you get it for yourself. Many women and men of God, they are testifying that something miraculous happened when they knew the scripture about what is rightfully theirs. It might happen for you. The year of Jubilee, the, the fifth thing, is that we are free from poverty. Africa is known to be full of poverty. Many of us know how it feels to be poor. Many of us have not even found a breakthrough yet out of poverty. But Jesus Christ came to preach freedom or good news to the poor. The only good news that can make sense, that can excite the poor is that they are also destined to prosper. They are also destined to be rich. They, their situations can change. Their lives can turn around. Their, their family lineage can change with them. Something good can come for their lives. God is the God of the blessing. God is the God of the connections. God is the God of miracles. God is the God of the breakthroughs. Your debts can be uh, paid up. Either through God's assistance. Even by a miracle of course. Because of we cannot limit God. God can change our story. God can make us to be the financiers of the gospel of the kingdom of God. The, 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 the command is to go into all the world. In most cases in the world, you don't go if you don't have resources to go. In this world, you cannot do many things if you don't have the resources. By the way, the word of God in the Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine, it says, "For uh, for for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through that though he was rich." 
Yet for your sakes he became poor. For your sakes he became poor. For your sake Enoch he became poor. For your sake, Margaret, he became poor. For your sake, Brian, he became poor. For your sake, Samuel, he became poor. For your sake, Maria, he became poor. In order for you that through his poverty, you might become rich. You know, God says about himself in the book of Psalm chapter 50. The cattle in the thousands and thousands and thousands of hills, they belong to me. The word of God says in the book of uh, Psalm chapter 20, 24, 22, the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it and including the people that are in it. Yeah. Their skills, their talents are mine. Yeah. Their abilities are mine. Their minds are mine. Their gold and their properties are mine. Everything belongs to me. Yes, silver and gold belong to the Lord. God is a rich God. And he wants us to also have some substance too. He even gave us some principles, like a principle of giving and receiving. In order that we may provoke something of a change in our lives. God wants us to be wealthy. Actually, the Bible says, the Lord delights in the prosperity of his, church, of his people. He delights in your prosperity. He's so excited about our prosperity. The Bible says, also, actually, notice this. God calls himself the God of, or the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not even ashamed to call himself dead. But this man, none of them were broke. None of them, of them were struggling in life. Abraham, the Bible says, was rich. And he became very rich. In Galatians, it connects us back to Abraham. It says in Christ Jesus, we are the heirs of Abraham. Uh, the wealth of Abraham is our wealth. The life of Abraham is our life. The blessings of Abraham are my blessings. Isaac was having something in life, eh? The Bible says, including in the famine, the year of a famine, things worked out for him to the point that the fellow citizens where he was, they envied him in the name of Jesus Christ. I wonder if we can rise up on our feet and close our eyes and appreciate what God has done. Jubilee had come for our lives to live in it continually. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ came 
to give us the good news. Some of the good news they go against our theology but they are your word. Some of the good news they go against what we believed but it is your word. It shows us that we need to change and make adjustments. We pray that give us the ability to change. Give us the ability to go by your revelation. Give us the ability to hold on to this uh, good news. To live continually in the Eugelian, which is the good news, and continually live in the year of Jubilee. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen and amen. amen.